We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Kings and queens. Welcome or welcome back to Welcome to the Kingdom. It's another beautiful week. Another good Monday, guys. It is the first day of the year. And doesn't it just feel so nice that it's on a Monday? Like, it's like it just feels like the perfect start the fact that it's on a monday like yeah like a clean new week a fresh new year everything just feels so fresh so fresh i love it (laughs) i love it um welcome thank you so much for being here it is a pleasure to get to talk to you every week i am answering some of y'all's questions this year we're starting the year off strong with a good old question and answer there's a lot of questions and i had asked for questions about marriage the wedding everything in between and y'all delivered like delivered so i asked both on my podcast instagram page and my main instagram page so i'm going to answer the ones on the podcast the ones that i received on the podcast instagram page because like i'm going to answer those first because it shows that y'all are tuned in y'all are following the podcast instagram and y'all you guys deserve to be answered first (laughs) sorry you should follow the podcast instagram page if you're not i think i need to zoom in a little bit sorry guys i'm just like trying to find my footing here in this new recording space and the lighting is not the best one sec um okay so let's let's answer the questions and i also have half of this q a on in on my youtube i did wedding planning questions on youtube and then i did and then i'm gonna do deeper marriage stuff on here and if you guys are new hi i I'm Karen, I'm 23, and I got married about a month ago today, actually. I got married December 2nd, 2023, and so, obviously, I'm an expert on marriage, and I'm going to give you guys my insights. Someone asked, how has moving back to New York City been? It's actually been really nice. I was very nervous, obviously, the podcast active listeners know i didn't have the best best feeling about new york city but now that i'm back it's a thousand times better living with lucas like wow i think it's also just part of the fact that we're married now so i'm not living in new york city is not the exact same as it was when we were just dating and we're living separately being back with him now feels so much better i Still haven't been, like, going out and about, (laughs) honestly. Um, Just because, one, it's cold, so I'm I'm inside all the time. And a lot of my friends in the city have been away because of, like, the holidays and the new year. So I'll get to see some of them soon. But so far, we've just been chilling at home, getting set up with the apartment, getting used to everything, and finding our grounding and routine as a married couple. But New York City has been nice. We've been in here, you know, loving each other, cooking good food, spending our time the way we want to, and it's been nice. So it's been really, really good. Before meeting Lucas, did you ever pray for a spouse? And also, when together, did you pray intentionally for marriage when dating? And I think that's a great question when i was single did i pray for a spouse honestly not intentionally like i definitely like obviously grew up like just like hoping that i would 
one get married in the first place but also marry someone god-fearing and someone good and but i don't i don't know that i i would say i intentionally prayed i actually did once and it was during um there's a church called kft some of you have heard of it and they are in connecticut they do like a 21 day marriage fast and prayer and so i did that actually i actually did that during in 2021 and i think i don't know if they do this like in october or september i think they do it in october i'm gonna say they do it in october but i met lucas in october while i was but i wasn't like fully participating in the fast like i would catch some of the prayers you know I will say there was just in October 2021, I actually happened to be participating a little bit in that specific marriage fast that they were doing. But aside from that, and that's also coincidentally the month that I met Lucas. So that's crazy putting that together. But aside from that, I don't think I intentionally prayed for a spouse. I did pray that God would lead me to the one and I did pray that God will guard my heart so that I don't fall for someone who wasn't the one and I think he did do that those are specific prayers that I did pray so maybe yeah maybe I did pray for a spouse who knows and also um when we were together we did pray separately for each other and for our union Ooh, what doors have opened for both of you since marriage? That's so good. That's such a good question. I mean, we're only a month in, but I mean, I will say there's just been doors of like peace, 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 um, confidence, grace, and God's presence. And I know there's going to be so many more doors opening and maybe physical, tangible ones because I know that marriage does open doors and marriage does bring blessings. So I'm very, very hopeful for 2024 for that reason. Because, yeah, marriage is, is a huge blessing and blessings flow through that. So I'm excited. But so far, really just doors of peace and, and harmony and contentment. I think is the word, yeah. How did you and Lucas deal with concerns that you were getting married young? I'm 22 and will possibly be engaged within the next year. <gasps> Congratulations in advance. Um, if you yourself are worried that you're too young, that's something that I would obviously pray about and like, and you know, get guidance on because i definitely i felt too young i still do in some days but if you're just hearing other people tell you and you feel ready i would say don't listen to them do not listen to them at all if you in your heart know that you're you're ready and this is the man god has for you and you're not going against your god's will then you should be just block out the noise i would say and get married at 22 the younger the better no i'm just kidding no 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 not the younger the better um i think 22 is the perfect age i think it's fine bella said what are some things you have already learned in this first stage of marriage and i have learned that it is going to be a lot of learning <laughs> that's truly one thing i've learned is that it's going to be a lot of learning and i think once you get married or for me it was almost like oh i i have to know this and i have to do this and i have like it just everything just had to be perfect right away and it's like no a good marriage it takes years and years and years of learning and learning and learning and relearning because sometimes you forget what you just learned. And so that's just 
the number one thing that I'm trying to really embed that it's fine if there's mistakes and it's fine if there's some like oopsies, a couple couple oopsies here and there because we're in this for life, you know, and you're going to learn a lot. <laughs> That's the one thing anyone will tell you about marriage is that you're going to learn a lot and it's a kind of a learn as you go thing. So don't expect everything to be like, perfect right off the bat mills says do we plan on having any kids we definitely want to have children in the future but definitely not anytime soon and not for some years (laughs) definitely not anytime soon god if you're listening please um yeah no we don't have plan on having kids right now or like anytime soon Melanin said, what is the biggest adjustment you feel like you've had to make post-marriage slash married life? I think the biggest adjustment I've had to make was the selfless aspect of it, being completely selfless and, you know, in response to your husband's selflessness as well. And you kind of have to... There's a lot of giving and selflessness required. Precious said, how are you approaching submission in marriage? And I think that's an amazing question. Um, thankfully, I tried to teach myself a lot about submission. I was really listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of sermons, really trying to internalize what that looks like. And what that meant for me. And I am approaching it in a way that I know that it is something that God wants for the wife. And I know the word submission is a very, very touchy subject for a lot of people. And it kind of was for me at one point. But I realized that it is in, it. it's kind of in my nature to submit because when I gave my life to Christ, I was submitting to him. So I have submitted to Christ completely. And then he says, okay, submit to your husband. I'm like, okay, because I've already submitted to Christ. So it's easy for me to do what God says. And so I'm not approaching it in a kind of like, I'm not resisting submission. Like I find myself wanting to submit, you know, sometimes I'm like, yeah, like what, what do you want? Like what, what would you like? What do you think is best? What you, I don't know. You just kind of assume a little bit of a submit, a sub, submissive position when you get married. And it has come a little, na- like not, I wouldn't say it has come natural to me, but it's it's not been as hard as I thought it would be. Sometimes I find myself wanting to submit and I don't think we've come across anything where like, I didn't want to submit. And also, like, Lucas is not evil. He's not. He's never going to make me do something that I don't want to do or, like, it is bad for me or it will hurt me. Most of my submit moments so far has just been, like, like questions and opinions about maybe the house or the apartment or what to eat for dinner or stuff like that. Um, and also... He loves hearing my point of view and wanting to do what I want. So it hasn't been too, too difficult, but, you know. Were you keen on his genotype prior to marriage? And I wasn't. I probably should have been, but I I didn't care to because I was mainly worried about genotype when I was dating a black man or maybe talking to a black man because I know that the sickle cell trait is mainly carried in Africans or African Americans so dating a white man and like knowing I was going to marry him I didn't really care to look at his genotype because I was like oh he's white he doesn't have it 
But now that you mention it, we probably should have looked. Oh, actually, no, that is such a lie. I did ask about his genotype. I don't know if I ever got an answer. Um, but I think he said he was O. But this was very early on. Very early on, I think he said he was like, he said something, maybe O or B or something very interesting like that, but it, there was no sickle cell trait in it. And I just knew the chances of that was so low that I didn't really f- care to like further investigate. I just, yeah. But I think if I was marrying someone that was black or African-American, if I was marrying someone that was African or African-American, I would have put more attention and was definitely a huge, huge thing when I was dating because obviously you don't want to like waste your time falling in love with someone and then being like, oh, our genotypes are not going to match. But there's also a lot of things that you got to find out before you marry someone, like what runs in their family and like their medical history in the family. Like, what are you giving your kids, even outside of sickle cell? Like, what do you have? Mental, health, physicals, you know? All of that is important. I don't think that should, like, stop you, really. Um, but it is good to know. Said, how did you explain to Lucas you had sickle cell? From a fellow SS girly scared to tell her boyfriend. Um, this made me really sad and it really touched me because I've definitely been there. Or I don't know, maybe you're better than me or I don't know, because I was telling people right off the bat <laughs> before we even start dating, because I just wouldn't allow it to get to, I wouldn't have allowed it to get to the boyfriend stage or like seriously dating stage before, you know, I think that I know it's very scary, but I think that if you're dating someone, I think that the intention should be to get married and you should not be afraid to tell someone that you plan on marrying about your sickle cell because you will see how they react and that should even tell you if they will be a good husband. You know what I mean? How do you receive this news? What do you do about it? how yeah how do you respond i want you, i want to know how you respond to uncomfortable news because ss like being ss like that's part of who i am and so if you want to date me and you want to marry me you should be able to handle everything about me and so i was really just telling people right off the bat and kind of God kind of made it easy for me and Lucas because we like the first time ever we're hanging out we're on our way to our first date and we're on the subway and I saw an ad for sickle cell and I don't know I never see sickle cell ads ever in New York City that was the first and only time I ever saw an ad for like sickle cell awareness how insane and I pointed and I'm like oh yeah I have that (laughs) he's like what and then I further explained it to him. And then, you know, it was definitely uncomfortable, like, further down the line when he started doing his own research and seeing, like, all these things about it. It is a very uncomfortable subject, so I completely understand that you're scared. I know a lot of people, I don't know a lot of people that have sickle cell, but I know a couple of people who have sickle cell that, like, just told me they just completely will not say it. Like, they just won't say that to someone that they're dating. Um, but I think it's it's not fair to release a bomb on someone like that when you're about to get married. They're like, I'll only say it when, like, we're thinking of getting married. I think that you should know pretty early on because, yeah, just being transparent And it's also good to see how the person that you're with will love you and accept you, you know, before you even start thinking about marriage. So I just, I didn't even answer a question though, I'm sorry. 
you said, how did I explain to Lucas that I had sickle cell? I, from that, like, billboard incident, but I think I would just sit them down, some tips for you. I would just sit them down and say, I have something to tell you. And you say, and obviously, like, what is it? What is it? I know it's hard and it's so uncomfortable. You're going to say, I want you to know something about my medical history and a little bit about what something (laughs) something that I have I don't know it just sounds off but yeah I would just say like I have sickle cell anemia I do you know what that is or are you familiar with it and they may or may not be and maybe they do and they have their own like stigma against it and then then you would just say like yep I either was diagnosed at this age this is how it affects me um and I just wanted to let you know because I think it's important for you to know about this before you know as the as the relationship is getting deeper and deeper and you say that and wait for their response and don't be like don't take offense to anything because this is something new for Lucas like I would it was something new for him so obviously I just sat with him as he like processed all of it and answered any questions that he has and sickle cell looks different for everybody so maybe they have some preconceived notions or they've said some they've seen something online or something and you just answer those questions and you let them know how it affects you specifically and not what you know sickle cell not the general you know but how does it affect me like Am I in the hospital often or maybe, yeah, because of this, I don't, I shouldn't be in the cold. I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't be in the cold for long periods of time. I take this medicine every week, you know, just like tell them about you, you know, don't look at it as you're telling them about like sickle cell anemia. Tell them about you and how it affects you and how it's been a part of your life. And then say, yeah, what do you think? (laughs) Just end them with, so yeah, what do you think about that? How did you bring up the conversation of marriage with your mom? Was she worried? She wasn't worried. She was excited when Lucas and I got engaged. And then she was like, you guys are going to wait like two years to have the wedding, right? And we're like, no, we actually want to get married by the end of the year. And she flipped out. But when it comes to getting married in itself, she didn't, there wasn't, she wasn't worried. She got married at 24, so getting married, like, young was, she's known it. And she loves Lucas, she trusts Lucas, so she was very much in support of our union. (laughs) Do you ever feel like you are above single women because you are married? (laughs) That's so funny why would you ask this no i do not what but no but seriously how did you expect me to answer this question yes i feel like i am above single women (laughs) what no i don't i also don't even think i don't look at people and say they're single or they're married like that's not a construct in my brain of how i define people or categorize people i don't i don't look at people's marital status at all i'm happy to be married and i i want marriage for anyone else that wants marriage and desires it but no i don't i don't construct people in a single or married way were you celibate before marriage yes i had never had sex before i got married and that's actually something that i'm really proud of i always said to my friend i had a friend and we were looking to see like who would lose their virginity first the end goal was marriage obviously for all of us but we were kind of like in a little race and like i think whoever lost their virginity first lost or something 
<laughs> which is definitely a weird thing to uh, play with your friend. But I didn't think that I would make it to marriage. And granted, I didn't wait a long time before I got married. It's not like I got married at like 29 or 37 and been like, wow, I really waited. I think if you're still a virgin at 23, yes, it's not that common, but like, it's not like you waited a great deal of time, you know? I waited a little bit, but I didn't wait like that long. So yeah, but I am proud of myself because I genuinely did not think that I would make it to marriage. I was trying to lose my virginity when I was a sophomore in college. I was 19 at the time. The only thing that helped me was having vaginismus. That's truly the only thing that saved my virginity status. But if not, I wouldn't have been. So it's not like I was like some sort of like, yes, I must make it to marriage. I knew it was a good thing to do. And at the time, I hadn't given my life to God yet. So the desire to save myself to marriage, yes, I'm like, sure, that would be nice, but I wasn't really trying to get there. But then, you know, that happened, had vaginism as I couldn't have sex anyway. And then I gave my life to God and I'm like, oh, great. Now I don't even need to think about it until I get married. And then I actually took waiting till marriage way more seriously, but I didn't actually think I'd be able to do it. So... That is awesome, and I give myself a pat on the back for that. And to the vaginismus, um, and to vaginismus, shout out vaginismus. What was it like entering marriage while having negative experiences of other marriages? Scary, 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 scary. And the only thing that I put my trust in is God. Like, He is the only one that I put my trust in because. I couldn't put my trust in the things that I've seen in the marriages that I've witnessed. I just couldn't. I, If I did, I would never get married, ever. So I knew, okay, if I want to get married, and this is the man I want to get married to, then I just have to fully believe in God, that God's got my back, and God will not lead me wrong, and God will not do anything purposely to harm me. And so... Yeah, just fully believing in God and not believing in the things that I've seen or what I think about marriage. Because, yeah, you could ask me what I think about marriage and it will not be good things 80% of the time. In your past, did you ever have non-Christian men express interest and in how did you flee? Um, um, yes, yes, obviously. Um, when I gave my life to God though I did have um I uh, it's different because when I was not fully like devoted to Christ I would definitely entertain men that either weren't Christian or were Christian but were not living godly because I was not living godly as well so it was just a take two to tango type of thing we were just out here having fun and and then I started taking God more seriously and having men that I just knew like, okay, this is not my husband. You just don't entertain that. Like you don't need to know like how to flee. Just don't give them access to you. Don't respond to their messages. Don't respond to, don't engage with them. Like, that's it. Just don't engage. I know it feels nice to have someone texting you and hearting your pictures and showing interest in you. It's very flattering. It makes our heart feel so happy and giddy. But it's just a waste of time. So you don't respond to their messages. If it's someone you see in person, just keep it cute, keep it simple, keep it short. And if it absolutely comes down to you having to reject them, say, hey, thank you so much. Um, I... I appreciate the compliments, but I'm not interested. Thank you. That's all. That's really all you need to say. Men are simple. They're not going to keep budging. Oh, some of them actually do. But you're an adult or almost, I think. He's probably an adult. He'll take he'll take your word for it. Ooh, it's getting spicy. I've been trying to avoid all the questions about 
sex and the wedding night. But I'm going to start answering them in the best way I can, okay? Did you guys wait till marriage? Yes, we did. How was sex for the first time? Um, and someone also asked, Re asked, as a girl saving herself for marriage, was it all you expected and more in relating to vaginismus? Um, sex for the first time definitely hurt. <laughs> and I know it's not supposed to hurt, but I was already mentally prepared for it. And it just took a lot of trial and error and knowing what works and what doesn't work. And lube is your best friend. That's all. Was it all I expected? Um, hmm. I don't know. That's actually a very good question as someone who has like actually never engaged in sex. Oh, I have a very good point about this, okay? I have a very good point about this. I think that as, like, Christians, you're in a godly relationship. You you guys are saving yourselves for marriage. But then you get tempted, and the temptation gets heavy. And so you dabble in, like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But you don't actually go into penetration. I would encourage you to, hmm. I don't know, actually. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this may be controversial, but... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You can do everything that isn't actually penetration and then say that you saved yourselves for marriage, which is kind of very common. And so we do everything else. But then we actually save, you know, the act of in and out as like, okay, that's off limits. But we can like dabble in like a little other stuff. Um, I think that that. Okay, I'm trying to express myself well. I think that all of it is sex. All of it is what makes sex, sex. Because you have to do the, that little thing first, not little thing. You have to like foreplay. We're grown. <laughs> you do foreplay. If you, tr- if you just went straight to having sex, like that doesn't make it fun, you know? So what's the point of... I don't know how to actually say this in a way that makes sense because I'm not encouraging you to do foreplay stuff and then save sex for marriage. I actually think that's not good. Don't do any of that. Don't do any of that little here and there thing. And you shouldn't. We shouldn't. But it ends up happening. And then we end up saying, oh, but we actually didn't have sex. But I think that all of it, all of it is sex. It, that's not groundbreaking, groundbreaking information. And so I think that there's so much emphasis on the act of sex that we kind of dismiss all the stuff before, but the stuff before is what makes sex good. You know, so that made no sense. But I hope you know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say stay away from all of it because (laughs) stay away from all of it if you're not married. Because 
you do all that and then you say you didn't have sex but then when you get married you actually realize oh shoot like we need like that is part of sex so stay away from it don't do that don't do little stuff and then save the big thing it's like appetizer you do the appetizer and then you wait for the main meal but it was the appetizer that that entices you creates an appetite for the main meal so yeah but (laughs) um i don't even know what question i was answering was it all that i expected i think that it went what goes along with what i was trying to say in my little rant right now but like i think that i think that culture has put way too much emphasis on it because you have it and you're like, oh, that was fun and that was that was fun and amazing and wow. But also nothing about my life has changed, you know? So there's a lot of emphasis on this act of sex. And it's like, yeah, it's great. And it can do a lot of things. It can really, it's very beneficial in marriage. But... Let's just stop talking about it so much because (laughs) nothing about your life changes. You're still the same person. I thought I'd be different. (laughs) I'm not. I'm still the same person. So, and I, I remember watching this like Christian couples YouTube video and they're like, don't have sex because then your eyes are opened and you're not the same. I vividly remember this because I watched this when I was like maybe 18 and they were like, don't have sex before marriage because your eyes are open and you're awakened. And maybe that is true for them, but it wasn't true for me. And I think part of it is because you have the appetizer first. And so the, mm, I'll stop. But yeah, I think it's just not revolutionary. But I think it's great. How did I feel before the wedding? I felt very excited and calm, especially on that day and that whole week. I felt very, there was a lot of excitement and a lot of peace. A lot of excitement and a lot of peace. And I think I've said this before, but I definitely had all of my quote unquote cold feet, like (laughs) in the early stages of engagement. Because there was so much going on in my life and just in my head and so many fears and stuff. But then when it actually came down to the wire, I was like, oh, so excited and so just ready and like truly, truly excited. Do you feel any pressure to maintain a godly marriage? That's a very, very interesting question. No, I think that's when two people two godly people come together as long as you don't stop following god and chasing him wholeheartedly you will have a godly marriage because both of you are are living godly lives so no i don't feel any pressure to maintain a godly marriage because it's not something that i'm maintaining it's not some like picture i'm painting or a perspective I'm trying to enforce like on myself. I think I want to be godly for myself. Lucas wants to be godly. Like we keep we keep wanting to be more godly than we were yesterday. So it we will naturally have a godly marriage because we're both chasing gods chasing gods. No, not chasing gods. We're both chasing God after ourselves or for ourselves um any married women advice for girlies currently dating for marriage um i will say the verse in matthew i think matthew 8 or 7 the bible says you will know them by their fruits that's what i have to say to you is you will know them by their fruits Are they someone they're pretending not to be? 
are they hiding something do you have things that you don't like like or maybe you have things that you do like maybe he's exactly who he says he is maybe he's very loyal and has strong integrity and is honest and is god-fearing you will know them by their fruits what are they showing you and a lot of times we want to change somebody like we want to make them who they should be and and not taking them for who they are and so you can make up a scenario in your head about a potential dating partner or a potential partner and you will have like you can make up whatever story you want of them but in the end what do their fruits look like you will know them by their fruits what do their fruits look like what are their actions telling you are their actions showing that they're godly are they patient are they kind are do they have self-control are they truthful are they are they like christ do they embody jesus in the day-to-day or are they the opposite and are they you know saying they're christian and going to church but not actually like acting like it you know judge them by their fruits don't judge them by what you want them to be or what they're telling you they are judge them by what they actually choose to do okay what they actually choose to do and i also got so many questions about like how do you know lucas was the one how do you feel confident about like making such a decision and it's like by his actions like he stuck to his word all the time mr deliver always delivered never promised me something that he didn't do like was always honest like sometimes a little too honest very kind to everybody around him like truly maintains a godly life like he wants to know jesus and i can see that because of how much he spends time with god like I'll just walk up. I'll be in the room on my phone doing whatever. I'll walk out and he's just like on his Bible. And it's like he's taking a break from work and he's just reading the Bible. You know what I mean? And and some men, like you have to force them to read their Bible. Like, do they even read their Bible? Is that part of their morning routine? You know, are they hardworking? Are they saying, oh, I have all these plans and dreams and goals and they're not doing anything? Like, are they Mr. Struggle? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like girl defined right now. No, Um, you will know them by their fruits. Please look at their fruits. It does not matter what a man tells you. All that matters is what he actually does. So look at what they're doing and see, is that in line with me? Is that in line with where I want to go in life? Is that in line with the kind of partner that I want? How do you discern between God showing you he's the one and your own feelings? Um, uh, that's a great question. I think that praying about it because God can only show you something when you talk to him. And so talk to him and ask. And I also, I dealt with that a lot when I started dating Lucas was like, I would ask for confirmation. I'd get it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's because I was trying to see it. Ask for more conversation, confirmation. I get it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's just like a coincidence. And then I asked for confirmation. I, and like every time I asked God, the answer was yes. All like every time. So, and at some point I even tried to put my feelings aside. I'm like, God, like I don't care that I've been talking to him for two weeks now or I don't care that I actually like, I'm starting to develop feelings like I don't care about any of that. I want what you want and I'm not trying to make a step that you haven't told me to. So please show me. And it was still a yes. And I I know I saw a question in there that was kind of like how do you how did the confirmations look like for you? And you know, I have a lot of like crazy like supernatural confirmations such as like a dream i had a dream all the way in um 
March of 2021, and I met Lucas October 2021. But I had a dream in March 2021 that I was dating an artist, and he had long hair, and we were in an art gallery, and that was, like, I was in an art gallery, and everyone, you know how in dreams you just know something, but you don't really, like, know it? Um, like, you know something without being said. Like, in dreams, you know what's going on, but nobody has explicitly said it. So, in the dream, I just knew that I was dating the artist, and everyone knew I was dating. It was just, like, a known thing. And so, he was there. Oh, this artist, I didn't see their face. But we were just, like, dancing in the art show. It was kind of like an art opening. <laughs> and, and everybody just knew I was dating the artist. And... And then I had a girl sit next to me in the dream. And she's like, she's like, it's so funny that the only picture you're smiling in is the one in front of his artwork. Like the only picture on Instagram that you're smiling in is the one of his artwork. Like that's so funny. She was kind of making fun of me like, oh, you're only smiling when you're standing next to his artwork. And I know that's a very weird dream to have in March, especially when I didn't know any artists or anything and i haven't even told this story i've told a lot of different confirmation stories but i haven't i don't think i've told this one so this is the final one but yeah so i have that mark that dream in march i completely forget about it completely forget about it i start dating lucas or i start talking to lucas i'm praying to god praying to god praying to god for confirmations praying to god for like just like a word from him that like is like Yes, because I'd already told him I don't want to date anybody that's not my husband. I don't want to like anyone that's not my husband. So I, I realize I'm starting to like this man. And I'm like, wait, guys, I don't like this. But even before I started make, getting myself to like him, I already saw, like, a little bit of his character. He loved God. He was super kind. And he was very interested in me. And that's also another thing I used to just, like, go after men that truly didn't really like me like that and like didn't value me or know or like seem they didn't seem to know my worth or maybe acknowledge my worth or treat me the way that I deserved to be treated so even before you start liking somebody like do they look or do they seem like they're interested in you and do they seem like they are going to value you and I know Men like to lie, they do, and they will act one way and then change. But that's usually like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that happens, guys. I I am still asking questions myself. But first step, before you even start liking them, do they, like, even... Yeah, and maybe you just met them, but do they even seem godly? Sometimes you can tell when someone's godly just by looking at their Instagram or the way they speak. So before you even start getting yourself to like someone and being like, oh, and now I've caught feelings, but he's not a godly man. How did you let yourself catch feelings in the first place? Why did you even let, let it go that far? Like, don't even let it go that far if you know that's not what you want in the long term. And I know it's, you know, it's easier said than done, but don't, don't entertain anything that you don't think is worth your time because time is precious and we only have one life. Okay, let me go back to my story. So I'm dating Lucas and I'm starting to like him, but I'm starting to like him because he is, you know, seems godly, you know, from what I know for, from him. And I met him in a Christ-like setting and I see he's painting stories from the Bible and seems to know, have a deep knowledge of God. His family is Christian and they have a good familial situation. You know, he wants to get married. You know, he just has a good head on his shoulders. So I start to like him and I'm like, God, please, you know, show me. And so the next day I'm in like, I'm in, I'm on the bus on the way to class and you know that's so raven when they just like get when she gets a vision and it just like zooms into her eyes so i'm on my way to class i'm on the bus i'm looking outside the window just staring at like the trees and stuff and then all of a sudden boom i'm teleported back into the dream i had all the way in march mind you i completely forgot about this dream 
I'm teleported back into the dream. The dream replays for me. The moment the girl says, and it's funny, the only picture you're smiling in is the one in front of his picture. I snap out of it. I go on my Instagram. I go on my Instagram that day, October 2021. This is something that was said to me in a dream in March 2021. I look at my feed. I mean, and through those months, I have deleted, I've archived, I've posted. You know, my feed looks different. So I go back on my Instagram in that moment, and I look through my feed, and the only picture I was smiling on, because I, I don't know, I guess I was taking photos with like a straight face, who knows. The only picture I was smiling in is the one I had taken in front of his artwork at the show that I met him at. And my jaw drops. And I'm like, wow. I also have another confirmation story on my TikTok. That one is long, very long. And that one also is very, like, chills-inducing. But I'll link it in the show notes so you can go look at it. But, yeah, because someone had asked about what did your... It did yawn said what did your confirmations from god about lucas look or sound like so and then also his character you know that's you don't need some big spiritual supernatural um confirmations what how do they act who are they as a person your their character should be the biggest confirmation for you and it's like yeah if i didn't get all these like confirmations from god um would I have still gone along with it? Yes, because his character is a confirmation for me. Like, that's who I want to, that's the kind of man that I want to marry, so why not, <laughs> you know? What's the hardest and easiest thing you realized after getting married? I don't know if I will say I have any, like, hard things right now. Cause it's too early to tell. I do have some internal conflicts in me where I like I feel like I should be doing like trad wife things. <laughs> and like I'm like, I must cook him all three meals and I must be like cleaning every day. And that's just like a battle that I have inside myself. That's not an expectation that's placed on me, but I I feel like, oh, am I failing because he made breakfast for himself, you know, <laughs> like, um, but that's, that's just my own internal conflict, and that's not something that's, like, an expectation, um, Lucas is so good at cooking, he loves to cook, and we cook together all the time, and so just, like, deconstructing what I've been, like, kind of told that a marriage is, and just forming our own partnership, you know, if he wants me to cook, I'll cook. And I love cooking for him right now. And right now, <laughs> a month in. I love cooking for him. And I think it's fun. But sometimes I just like, I'm tired. I'm like, babe, can you cook? And he's happy to do it. So I, that was kind of, I don't know, hard and easy. Just like navigating like, okay, what are, what is, what works for us versus what, like, what we think a marriage should look like. Are we doing this because we think a marriage should look like this? Or is this and is this something that works for us? Or is this something that is forced and it's not working for us and we're unhappy and you know, we need to create our own kind of system because what works for every one marriage is not gonna be the one that works for you. And so yeah, I think it was a little bit of a it's still gonna be obviously a like work in progress and we're learning as we go but just deconstructing what what outside is saying like marriage should look like and honoring marriage in our own way was it bittersweet to leave your family and how do you balance time with them and the in-laws pre-asked I think it was bittersweet um, I miss my sisters every day and I want to be with them all the time. I loved being with Zoelle when I was in Massachusetts these last three months and, or last four months. And 
I miss her so much, and I always feel like I need to talk to them all the time. Lucas already had um, a thing going where he speaks to his family every Sunday, so we get on a FaceTime, and we just, like, have, like, an hour of FaceTime with his family every Sunday, and I kind of have been doing that with my family as well. So I'll call my family on Sundays. We'll talk to them, spend spend time on the phone and then we call his family later so that's how we do it on sundays given time for both of our families so we still feel connected and together and then when it comes to like holidays and stuff um that might be a little bit tricky you know we don't know where will we spend thanksgiving where will we spend easter and all that stuff and okay my camera died I'm going to answer one more question, and it is any pointers for the honeymoon, and was it awkward navigating it in a holy way? Um, it, it, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's inevitable to have a little bit of awkwardness in there, especially when you have kind of not done, you know, when, when you're saving yourselves for marriage there will be some awkwardness in that because you're like, whoa, we're actually doing this, but you just focus on your partner and it's like, okay, I'm not just having sex or doing this and that. Like I'm having sex with you. Like this, this is you and me together in this thing. So, um, not too much emphasis on the act, but a lot of emphasis on the person and a lot of communicating and also making jokes, making it fun, make it lighthearted, take the seriousness out of it and and go into it with with an understanding that, oh, it's just it's just you. It's just you and me, you know? And we're going to have fun and we're going to maybe mess up and we're going to learn and try and yeah. And lots of questions about vaginismus and all that. I will say um, it has definitely been just lots of trial and error, lots of trial, 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 and it gets better each time. <laughs> that's what i'll say so yeah thank you guys so much for listening and watching well okay let me say one more thing it gets better each time and it is definitely great at the moment thanks for watching thanks for listening and i will talk to you in my next episode i'm so excited for 2024 i'm glad that we got to catch up and I got to hear from you. You got to hear from me. And yeah, I will be doing Q&As um, like this every Monday. Not every, like one Monday a month. Either the first Monday of the year or the last. I'm not sure what I prefer at the moment. But I know I in last year I started kind of a like one f the last Friday of the month I would do like a submissions um, Q and A type thing, a community episode. This year I don't want to like bite off more than I can chew. There's a lot that I want to do this year, and I'm trying to pace myself so that I don't go, 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 go for, like, three months and then burn out for, like, two months and disappear and then come back again and disappear. You know what I mean? I want to be steady, and I want to be consistent. And in order for me to do that, I have to bite what I can chew. I have to cut my coat according to my size and just understand that I am one person. And so I still will be doing the community episodes, but instead of doing like an extra episode, I will just make it one of the episodes. So it's going to be four episodes a month, one a week. But in one of those weeks, it'll be a community episode. Or maybe I'll do it if I have something burning I want to talk about, then maybe I will move it to 
the next month but it'll be frequent community episodes but i won't have any like friday episodes i'll just have one of the monday ones be a community submissions q a anything that you're going anything that's going on that you'd like my input on because i get so many dms asking for advice on things and this would be a great way to answer them and so it'll be just kind of an ongoing thing like hit me up in my dms anytime you have anything you want my advice on i may not respond but it will probably be in that month's community episode and i it will be anonymous i won't say your name or whatever so yeah i hope that made sense Thank you again for listening. My throat hurts so bad from talking so much. (laughs) But I hope you have a good, good start to 2024. Let's kill it. Let's have the audacity to even try to kill it. And let's have the audacity to be seen and put ourselves out there. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. I love you. I do. Goodbye.